0: this adventure by my dear friend Michelle Bartschikowski. Hi Michelle. Hi. How are you kid? I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am super pumped uh, for today because uh, of course we are continuing our bonus uh, episodes. We're calling them (laughs) Feels Like the First Time and I am (laughs) very grateful to you for allowing this to happen because I was originally terrified That you would not want to do uh, this recap series, but I think it's going to be super fun. We had a great time last time. Today is a continuation. It is Real Housewives of New Jersey, Season 1, Episode 2. Title of that episode is Mama Knows Best, uh, which reminds me a little bit of my own Sicilian mother who would say things like, If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Well, ain't that the truth? Yeah, I mean, really, really, <laughs> it, really, especially in an Italian family, and and I I think that one of the most fun things about New Jersey for me is that not only do I feel like because we are Gen Xers, we are roughly the same age. We're a little bit younger than uh, some of the women in um, in this cast of New Jersey
1: uh-huh.
0: um, I think we're more contemporaries with Jacqueline than we are yeah. with um, with people like Danielle or or Caroline but we understand sort of that era we understand that generation uh, and we also understand what it's like to sort of be around that whole sort of big family thing so mm-hmm. uh, you know I'm Sicilian but I know you've sort of seen my my crazy Sicilian family which really should be a series uh, starring my family
1: Well, I grew up with, I think most of my street where I lived was Sicilian.
0: And um, anyway, so yeah, so I know a little bit about it. (laughs) All the cool kids. And I I really feel like what's so fun about this particular uh, series is that what we really get now are these people like at their unvarnished selves, Mm -hmm. right? I was joking with you a few minutes ago about someone being fresh faced. I feel like everybody on this show is like a baby. I am yeah. questioning whether some people are even wearing makeup in some of these scenes, which yeah. I love. Yep. And I also really appreciate the fact that even though some of the fashion is a criminal offense in some states. Mm-hmm. It I, is, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It is also something that is clearly not styled. No. It is, it is their, uh, every, everybody's fashion sense is, is clearly their own. It's them and thinking they look good. Absolutely. Yep. And isn't that what yep. we all do every day? I so appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I I really do. I feel like these shows in their first and maybe second and third seasons, this is when they really were more about reality. I feel like today, maybe not about, they're not about reality as much as they are um, uh, the appearance, right? Like whatever that city or or that uh, gimmick, whether it is like a below deck or like a Vanderpump Rules, Mm -hmm. it's what they think we want to see. Whereas I think now what we're seeing with New Jersey is really who they were. I mean, this is Teresa with like, you know, an inch of forehead, (laughs) right? This is, this is, you know, and, and, you know, and, and really like very little in the way of, of, of makeup or, or jewelry or, or, or looking like she's been glammed out. Whereas today, if you look at her, you would need to chip off the makeup. So I think it's, it's, it's fun to see, especially, I think a lot of the, the people that we've grown up seeing like Teresa's children Mm -hmm. to be so young as well. So, um, and you didn't see this the first time, correct?
1: No, I was, um, I, I was, my You're kids were unaware. little. And I was in the phase of like trying to explain to everybody every day, if I'm not happy, if the mother's not happy, really, none of you are going to be happy. I mean, I cannot tell you. <laughs> For years, I had to say it. They all got it. They got it now. They...
0: <laughs> well, isn't that, isn't that what Teresa says last uh, episode, that happy wife, happy life?
1: It's so true, Maria. It's so true. You want me to run this fucking joint, then, you know, you, there's got to be, things have to go a certain way.
0: Pay me what I'm worth, man. Pay me what I'm <laughs> worth. All right. So um, <laughs> this is why, honestly, this is why I I I never married or had children. I always thought these are tough jobs and uh, really there's no advancement and uh, no time off. So I feel like I'm good.
1: There's zero time off, no. you know, from the time I had like my first child. Um, I've been carrying around some fucking bag packed full of someone else's stuff. You know, what snacks. I mean? I'm you not kidding. Snacks for Anything, else. extra underwear, you know, <laughs> I don't know. And then and then I just go and I get a dog because I just want to clean up someone else's shit. You know, I mean I can't I, I cannot seem to give it up.
0: Yeah. You're in a spiral. I feel like you're in a um a servitude spiral, Michelle. We're gonna have to, after your your latest dog, we're gonna have to give you a pause. We'll put you on pause. Yeah we're gonna put you on pause for animals for like two or three years and let you travel
1: well Um, what's really funny is like when i get botox um you know and after after a certain point things get really frozen right and so nobody can tell if i'm really mad because there's no expression in the forehead you know there's no there's no frowning
0: your angry 11s aren't showing they're like are you
1: happy or sad we're trying to go by your voice you know (laughs)
0: Well, to me, you've always sort of been like that. You always have been a little Sphinxy. You just, you know, kind of a you're thinking about it. Yeah, you're thinking of you're processing it. Yeah, Um, yeah. (laughs) Well, well, you know, and honestly, you you have a really great, and and I think this is why I love doing this with you. You have a really great take on a lot of this stuff. Um, Uh I love that you showed me the video of us actually uh, podcasting, and my hands were all over the place, and you were just sort of sitting there neatly, Uh as, as if you were waiting to, you know uh to be interviewed and I I really love I love the idea that we were really very really different but you have a really cool sort of introspective uh take on a lot of this stuff so I'm really looking forward to hearing you uh talk about this so let's dive in and um the opening credits are kind of uh they're always a little bit of a, oh, God, eye roll for me. But uh-huh. it always kind of reminds us about, about what they're going to be talking about. So let's skip those. Um, and then well, can let's I just ask right you, in. though, about like, sure. the, like their opening lines? Why are they yeah. so defensive? Like, what is it? Come I on. Think, so I think, so it's important to think of it this way. I, I am not entirely sure whether they record their taglines before the season or after the uh-huh. season. I believe it is likely after the season. Okay. So there's a lot of And I believe that, right. And so I believe that what we're hearing in terms of the, if you think I'm a bitch or, you know, there's no in between with me, like all of those things, which do kind of feel very um, passive aggressive, Mm -hmm. defensive in some cases, I think a lot of it has to do with where the season is going. I think it's a subtle telegraph to the fact that these women are going to feel like they have to do those things. They're going to feel like they have to defend themselves or they're going to feel attacked. Because that is what's going to actually, you know, like that's, so I feel like people were, were reacting to what had already happened and then created taglines that reflected the entire season rather than themselves specifically.
1: I remember Andy Cohen in in his book, he said, um, I remember him talking about like getting ready for New York season. Yeah. Or no, was he talking about reunion and they were talking about their taglines for next year? I forget, he mentioned something about it, but I wasn't sure of the timing because they were in between seasons.
0: Yeah. I just have a funny feeling because these, to your point, all feel, and especially because this was the first season, I think they don't really know. Like, I feel like now with like maybe like cities like Atlanta mm -hmm. or like Beverly Hills or even with New York, they were just coming up with crazy things. Like after a while, you can't come up with you know mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. But then there were ca- occasions where like i remember bethany taught having one that was like don't mess with the bee, because that was when she had like a really you know a huge fight with ramona that was the mention at all season oh yeah <laughs> so i think some of them may may happen after but i'm not entirely sure but yeah these ones are all very um antagonistic
1: yes they are antagonistic to say yeah. the least yeah yeah um all right well let's um Let's get to uh, let's get to where we're opening here. So we're in like a gross beige kitchen, right? Which is um, sorry, which is Jacqueline's kitchen. Um, and uh, I fucking hate the style. I hate I I hate their houses. I I hate if Teresa says chateau one more time, it's not a fucking chateau. I'm gonna post some pictures on Instagram of what a fucking chateau is. It's understated, and it's not like it's it's not like you fucking raided a quarry in Brazil to fucking fill your house right it's just so I know Jacqueline's house is humongoid humongoid yeah, yeah. it it is yeah.
0: and but they it's all nice. have this 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 awful beigey, beige brown which i think was the style i feel like i saw that all the time wherever i went like it's all very like tuscan kitchen you know what yeah. i mean it's all yeah, yeah. i love her velour tracksuit though sorry
1: I, you know i never did get over those i i still love them to this day you know, mm. you
0: can't, bless like her. Five looks like a five-year-old. Yeah. She looks gorgeous in it. Like, God bless her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so we open in her kitchen and she's, you know, she's bummed with, um, bummed with Ashley because she's fucked up her grades. Right. And she's really being so nice to Ashley. She's like, you know, we've tried so many things with you. She's doing her Melanie Linsky, really sweet thing. Tried so much with you this year. We tried grounding you. We tried pulling your teeth. We tried to, you know, I mean, all, all these things. I don't know. Is it the editing or is Ashley really this bitchy, but she's sitting there with like this smirk on her face, like typing in her computer. And, you know, my, my reaction if I saw my kid doing that would be to go slam their fingers in the computer. Like that's what I would want to do. But, um, you know, I, she, Ashley's very mean to her mother. She's really mean to her mother, you know, and I understand she's the oldest and
0: she probably she she plays on Jacqueline's guilt don't you think I think yeah I mean and I feel bad I mean Jacqueline says that right she says that she feels guilty because when Ashley was growing up that she was a working mom and sometimes she wasn't even able to get it together for like rent or food mm-hmm. and she's not sure how much that affected her but that she feels like she herself Jacqueline overcompensates for that yeah she does. and lets her get away with with um <laughs> with a lot and you can see it just to your point in their interaction. Yeah. Right. It's just, yeah. it's, um, I just feel like the whole thing is just fundamentally disrespectful in the way that she is with her. Yeah. And and I wonder too, if it has, a, it has to do with the fact that Jacqueline is a, is a younger mom. Um, yeah. I wonder, I would wondered about that. And so it's, it, what's interesting to me is we have that cutaway with Caroline. Oh yeah. Who's like, <laughs> who is in a purple fashion bug top. Right. <laughs> with a massive amount of cleavage i would say conservatively conservatively five or six inches of cleavage uh-huh, uh-huh. and she's wearing these necklaces one of them is like a blue enamel ball the other one is a green frog god is my witness um she looks across like she this just, like, time woke up no she looks like she just woke up um and slapped on her makeup and forgot to do her neck she says that ashley doesn't get away with bad behavior with her Mm-hmm. And you can tell that, like that, that sentence felt like it was a little bit laced with judgment for Jacqueline. And
1: it's also well, we know she's got a control issue, right? Because yep. she, you know, ties her kids' shoes and ties their ties and straps. <laughs> the on are their like thirty handles. years old. Yeah, right. I mean, right. you know, she's 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 got control issues going on. So she she is the leader of the pack. Is she the oldest child out of all of them, Carolyn?
0: I believe she is. Yes, out of the eleven, which. Fundamentally, the idea of eleven children for me is not okay. So,
1: yeah, I can't. I can't tell you how many doctors I've heard say to men, "It's actually really a nice gift uh, for your wife if you get a vasectomy." Like, can you, seriously, I mean, can you
0: even imagine eleven children. Yeah, I, I think Caroline does suffer from like a, like a. Uh, she almost almost over is is like a like overcompensating, trying to overmother, and I think because anything that involves Dina, who is the youngest. Stumpy 11, Mm -hmm. Um, which blows my mind that they would be that different in age. But, um, you know, I think is interesting is they cut those two comments. So we get the first comment from Caroline, where she's like, well, I basically think that Jacqueline is a shitty mom. And then what's the next comment? Danielle. Right, and, and Danielle's words are it, her. Literally, her words are: "Jacqueline's a great mom. I support everything she does. Yeah, everything and she does, it, and she doesn't have to prove herself like she thinks she does. So I'm sure there's some sub some subtext there, right? Like I'm sure, I mean, especially her, you know, Jacqueline's husband, Chris, again, one of eleven children. I'm sure there's a lot going on with that.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm sure
0: there's a lot that we never even see." Well,
1: And I also think that back to the Danielle comment, I think that Danielle has realized that um, Jacqueline's the only person she's found in years who's going to like, you know, listen to her shit and believe it, you know, so she has to kind of pepper the situation with whatever cheerleading she can,
0: you know, and I think it's sincere, though, I think in her, her, in her mind, I think that she believes that she and Jacqueline have a genuine connection. I think that she really believes that. Um, yeah. I mean, is she obviously demented? Colele. Yeah. I don't think she knows what a genuine connection is. No. Cause she's obviously damaged herself. Right. And, and, and we'll jump into that a little bit, but I think, I think she believes that, you know, she's one of those classic oversharers mm-hmm. and those are always the people who say things like oh, when I met Michelle, I, I just knew right away, we had an instant connection.
1: Yeah. And then they tell and you a, about the sex they have. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: And then they're like, and then, you know, I shit the bed after anal sex, and and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! This is Walmart, and we're in the checkout line, the self checkout. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, I do you need, me? like, do you need an enema? There are people that <laughs> like, go My back? doctor says I have to take a laxative. My doctor says. I mean, people. That is from David Lee Roth. <laughs> my um, doctor says I have to take a laxative, and then the store owner goes, "Not in my store, you don't." <laughs> And uh, it's from David Lee Roth, Just a Gigolo, the video. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, see, I will get music into each of these podcasts. I do not give a fuck. Nothing will stop me. Nothing will stop me. I will get music references. Uh, I yeah.
1: believe I forgot about that because I probably David said that Lee. for
0: about 10 years. Yeah. Yes. I think we said it to each other for at least 10. Um, But there, there are always those people who overshare. Mm -hmm. And I think that Danielle is one of those people. And I think that that is uh, like a, like a type of person. Mm -hmm. And I think it usually comes from someone who's like searching for connection. Right. And when they catch a little bit, they're like, right. And those are the people that always tell you after dating a guy for like 10 minutes that he's their boyfriend. Yeah. And those, those folks always break my heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to try and, and temper my comments about Danielle with because I have a very cold heart, but I'm going to try and, and temper them a little bit. But... Well,
1: that what you just said, that's going to come up a little bit later with Dina. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> best friends, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, and luckily, we don't we don't spend a lot of time here with Jacqueline and Ashley, just enough to set up for us that, like, basically, Ashley is a shitty kid that mm-hmm. Jacqueline has created. And right? mm-hmm. she's created a situation where her daughter doesn't listen to her. Um and i I have to be honest, i I don't recall having a lot of uh, affection for Ashley sort of through the process of of her being on the show. really I don't yeah, I don't um, yeah, she just doesn't do it for me. i i don't I don't find her sincere. And I think part of it too, is that whatever we're seeing from her is always just she's in a tough time as a teenager. And so that's the time that's the time that's being filmed,
1: yeah. And I also right? think, you know, um Jacqueline did probably fail in trying to give ashley like you know incentives you know like reasons to want to
0: succeed at things or reasons to try new things um but you know you imagine what she must have done in order for them to take away everything they took away her car her computer her phone her clothes like imagine how bad that had to be like what would your kids have to do in order to for all that shit to be taken away from them how bad how bad would it have to be
1: um i mean i you, i will here. The You've way I have experienced it, anything like that, cause no, because so good. because I've been we've been very interactive with them. And we've tried to instill, you know, let's um, uh, just my kids enjoy life. They like everything they do. They like when they do well in school. They understand the rewards. They you know what I mean? They're interested in learning. They like all their outside activities. Um, do you know what I mean? And they understand that if they like want to play tennis Uh, five days a week with the team that they have to get their homework done because, you know, their priorities and I'm still going to cook. So, you know, it's all easy. So I I, I don't know. I mean, I've tried to try to send them in the direction of, you know, it's, it's worthwhile to just to do everything and enjoy everything. And I'm not really sure that Ashley was really ever given that. I think her mother just felt like shit, got married, still felt like shit had a baby still felt like shit because now she's like got like a a child who's a teenager with a baby and I was you know I was like a child who had uh, a late in life child who had older siblings and um I got some mixed messages that's all I'll say
0: (laughs) right I'm like yeah I'm I'm sure it's not yeah that is a really tough kind of position to be in right especially to have a lot of room between you and your sibling yeah and i think chris is 6 and ashley is like what 16 or 17 yeah something like that so yeah i'm i'm sure this is is challenging um yeah i'll 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 share with you in a second if you don't mind um i want to talk to you for a second about um this next scene because i don't know if you noticed something here okay, I'm sure- okay. It, as soon as we're done with with Jacqueline telling us that, like, you know, uh, basically, Ashley is, I mean, excuse me, Jacqueline is the um, mother, ver- is Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we cut super quick to Teresa. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, t- taking <laughs> ther- yeah. taking her. It's like a, <laughs> and it's like, we take, uh, all of a sudden, we look at Teresa taking her three daughters. Did you see the skirts they're wearing? They're Hermes inspired, like yes. with the chains. I, yes. I almost passed out. Um, to this place called Bella Bambini. Mm-hmm. to shop um she takes them she says she takes them shopping at least a couple of times a week michelle because she she loves it and she's yeah, used to she, it yeah she loves it yeah and we, all of a sudden so this scene i love because it is like rapid camera cuts mm-hmm. between Teresa, the girls and the lady who works there and maria it, that is what it's like to have little kids and
1: take them fucking shopping it's a rapid it's a rapid camera cut nonstop. And you keep wishing you weren't there, basically. But it just goes from thing to thing, thing to thing to thing, and you never finish a
0: thought. So I, I thought, thought I was it was going to really pass good. out. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it really. So I really did it. Like, gave me anxiety. Mm-hmm. So it did what it was supposed to. The, the camera cuts. I honestly, yeah. while I was watching it, I was like, the whole time I kept thinking, "Oh, I'm so fucking glad I don't have kids." Oh my god, I couldn't. <laughs> um, I couldn't do it. And you know, we hear some real, some great gems from Teresa in this scene. One of my favorites, and I love to imagine this, is that she says she likes them all to match, including herself and her husband. All five of them. Yep, I love the idea of this, Michelle. Yeah, um, it cracks me up. So you know, all of a sudden we look, and the three girls are starting to run wild, and they're like randomly handing her hangers with clothes, and the little one is just having a, a fit over Melania. everything. Melania, Melania yeah. becomes Baby Hulk. Yeah, she's she awesome. is literally Hulk smashing. Her way through this fucking store um it's and that's are see- in the cash register <laughs> this bitch is everywhere and as we're seeing this we see a uh, caroline pops in and she's like "Teresa worries about every accessory she's the only person who would bribe a two-year-old with lip gloss and we cut right back instantly right to melania mm-hmm. who's literally like oh smash i will pull my hair out she literally yeah. screams so where does she I- get that where does she get that her I mother must say that, that. Her mother I must say her. that i could not believe it michelle because i kept thinking to myself who the fuck says that what a weird thing you right? know
1: that Teresa says when she goes home if you don't stop out. it i'm gonna pull my hair out
0: That's oh you- maybe yeah i could not think of what the context would be i was like what the fuck she's screaming at the register she's pulling money out and you know and in the middle of all this Teresa gets a phone call and it's from a talent scout it's maria mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's the talent scout and she says that she is calling to offer Gia an audition for a film with the rock. Mm -hmm. And she, and now Teresa's like so excited because she got this audition without even any acting lessons. And now she needs the best acting coach in New Jersey. Yep. Yep. Now I have to ask you, did you notice the total, uh, you could see it, it was being added up on the adding machine. Did you notice the total for the shopping?
1: It was something massive. I mean, it was, was it like take, I mean, it a thousand dollars?
0: Take a guess. Take a guess.
1: Well, I I did see the total, but then I saw her counting out all the hundreds. And so I feel like it was like
0: $2,000. It was $2,600. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine? So she carried out one bag. So I can't even imagine how much each of those outfits must cost. Oh, good. I have no idea, but I can't i like I thought it was insane, so yeah, it is uh it is, I zoomed in and like believe me, I'm like I'm using every little thing to like fight to figure it out because the whole time I kept thinking, how much is this gonna cost, and this is one of those situations, and Bethany actually talks about this on her podcast a lot, the idea of people fronting, yeah uh like almost in anticipation of the show making the money, yeah. Um, because I can't imagine that in real life that Teresa did this. I'm sure she lived well. Obviously, they were building that massive, you know, horror show. But I, I, I feel like this was put on for the for the show. Yeah, no, I think probably spring. most of the time she was at Baby Gap. True, true, dad, true, dad. Um, all right. Do you want to take the next scene? Talk to us about what Danielle does in uh, Mara's restaurant. Um, do you remember that?
1: Ah, uh, yep. They sit down outside. Uh, and uh, they both have these off the shoulder bits that they're wearing. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, oh. it is really horrible. And um,
0: uh, let's this see. This is where Danielle shoulder... actually says that she had the instant connection.
1: Yes, she has Jacqueline. the instant connection. And this is where, like, I came to the conclusion that she's the she's the kind of person that she reads people who are weak. And Jacqueline is weak within that family. Do you know what I mean? She's at a disadvantage because they push her around, and um, and I think she. I, I, whatever the conversation was, I feel like Danielle just feels that she can sort of warm her way in and manipulate Jacqueline. And then she's trying to, you know, Jacqueline's trying to say, well, you know, you put me in a funny position. I can't between be between this one and that one. And then Danielle said something really weird about don't ever something. And I didn't catch that.
0: Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, was she saying it to Jacqueline? Don't ever put me in that position. No, no. So what Jacqueline was saying was, you know, there's this situation with you and Dina. Yeah. And so I feel like I have to choose. And she's saying, I don't want to ever put you in that position. It's funny that you say that, but I had to actually, again, I have everything on closed captioning. Uh-huh. So I had to watch it a couple of times because they were talking over each other. Mm hmm. To be able to sort of figure out and then write down what they said. Cause I, I yeah. couldn't it was easy to get it confused, but Jacqueline, uh excuse me, Jacqueline was saying that, you know, I don't want to be in the position to choose. And Danielle was basically saying, I don't want to put you in that position and I'm or I'm not trying to. Okay. Whereas, but I do think she kind of she kind of is. And she's stressing she's stressing Jacqueline out about Yeah, about I have it. to say I felt bad when Jacqueline said that. You know, Danielle is new to my friend group, and I, you know, I really want Danielle to fit in. I thought, God, oh, what an interesting thing to say as an adult person. I, I just um and Jacqueline is talking about the fight with Tina. I would fucking love to see that, by the way. What <laughs> is the fight about? I can't I, remember if we find out. I'm dying to know, Michelle. Yes. I need to know. So if anybody <laughs> knows and can just like throw it in the comments under this uh, uh, this podcast on Instagram, please, what is the fight about? I cannot remember. And I hope they show it, uh, because yeah. I would love to see uh, Dina uh, threaten to kiss, kick her ass. Um, <laughs> I, it, but I, I think it's interesting because Jacqueline gives Danielle very specific advice to which Danielle nods as if she understands. So Jacqueline says, first, take it slow, right? With my family, mm-hmm. with dina mm-hmm. take it slow because she recognizes that she, to your point, has this tendency., yeah. And then the second she says, things she says is basically the same thing. But she wants to fucking double down, so she says, "Don't come on too strong." <laughs> and literally, Danielle nods like she knows. Like that's she knows. all Danielle knows how to do is come on too strong. She only has the one speed, pumpkin, right? Yeah, like, that's, that's all she it. got. Yeah, that's she's it. only she's only got needy, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, and it is. I mean, it, it's sad to watch because you. It's so clear. Like there were so many times during this where I feel like I wish I could call her and just go. So do you see why this is a fucking problem? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So you see why this is nuts? And I'm not sure that she would. Um, but yeah, I thought it was of course, you know, the beautiful way that Bravo cuts it is that, you know, we are literally looking at uh, the the foreshadowing for the rest of the episode, right? Her yes. saying to, to to Danielle, don't, don't take it slow, don't come on too strong, which is exactly the opposite of what Danielle is going to do, not only for the rest of the episode, but forever in uh time of immemorium for as long and- as we're gonna know her.
1: And you know, what's interesting is, um, I, you know, I was on Peacock and I was looking at like the thumbnails, Danielle's mm. in like every single one of them. Does, oh yeah. Does she just like take over this season?
0: It's all no, about it's her. Because she, yes. It's all about people's reaction to her. Oh yeah. And it's not, so here's the thing. I'd love to tell you that it's because she does things. She doesn't really, she just, she comes, she comes on too strong. Yeah. And the family, in my opinion, The Manzos, meaning specifically Caroline and Dina and their husbands and peripheral peeps, right, are naturally suspicious of her because of the brother, because of Chris, right, Right. with Jacqueline. Mm -hmm. They're looking out, and especially Caroline. I mean, think about her tagline. You mess with with my family, you're messing with me. She's telling you. She literally is saying to you, this is what's going to happen in the season. She's going to, in my opinion, in Caroline's opinion, mess with her family. But also, Maria, just going through life and, you know, I know when we were kids, we
1: we knew people who had big families, right? You and I don't sure. have big families, but, you know, you you, you know, had a neighbor. They had like seven, eight kids. You kind of knew that there was going to be people who had certain roles and things were going to go a certain way. And you couldn't and you couldn't just step in and do and say whatever you wanted. Right. I mean, so and that goes for big adult families, too. <laughs>
0: So spoiler alert, um, Danielle Staub, And this of course does not come up in this episode, but this is just something that I know, um, is that she is adopted. Yeah. I, I started reading her book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> so she is adopted and that, so the family was not big. And so I think she doesn't, uh, I think she doesn't feel accepted and she doesn't know what her place is. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, she lacks social awareness. Right. Yeah. Right. Like I think she's very aware of herself. I think she knows like I think she does a lot of stuff on purpose, but I don't think she sees she she understands herself with other people.
1: Well I think that is a
0: special problem. I think she thinks she can will it to be a different way. Yeah, I I think yeah, I think she's she she's kind of a heartbreaker. She's special. She is a heartbreaker. She it is it is is a little heartbreaking, right? To to watch it. Now I remember watching it the first time and hating her and being like, what a fucking now I watch it and I still, I mean, I don't want to invite her out to coffee, but now I have so much compassion. Uh yes, for how how sad she is inside and the way that she's behaving. And even and 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 also too, I keep thinking to myself, everything that she does and says, I keep thinking, and it it's fucking on camera. Do you know what I mean? Like it it's yeah. it's so bad. And it's on camera. Yep. It's not like you just called me to tell me about your cousin, Danielle, who did this thing. Mm -hmm. this is an actual thing that we're watching it's available for posterity this is 13 years old michelle and we're watching it
1: yeah yeah no and i agree i mean i i started reading the book maybe i'm like you know 20 pages in or something but she says a lot uh and it does give it, it completely changed my opinion of her watching her um knowing what i know but um yeah Save you know, those she,
0: spoilers but yeah. she still sucks. Yeah, we'll talk about that she when st- we get into she her She still book. sucks. Yeah. Yes, she still By sucks. the way, she still sucks. Yeah, spoiler alert for for Danielle. She still sucks in 2023 as well. Yeah. Um and so yes. <laughs> so uh next, so the next scene is once we leave um once we leave uh you know, I and I feel bad because you know, this little conversation in this restaurant is really all about Jacqueline saying like stay stay away from my family right um and Danielle doesn't recognize it so once that's over we literally do this insane flyover to Teresa's house under construction and we see
1: every fucking stonemason in the tri-state area working on their house it's unbelievable
0: and then she arrives in a a preposterous that's the best word I can use it is a preposterous outfit Michelle yeah it is jeans, it is a baby doll dress, and then it is a headband that I think she stole from Brett Michaels. I am very confused. Um, and and that, she was on par with the fashion. That was the style, of course. Yeah. I know. It was just terrifying. She starts talking and she says, but they've been building this house for three years. Uh, and it is pretty impressive. I mean, you know, I've seen it completed. It is a French chateau. Ah, uh, she says that it, there's marble, granite, and onyx everywhere, and somehow that does not sound good to me. No, <laughs> you know, I'll bet they don't have to like air condition it a lot because it's all stone. I can't wait for you to see it when it's done. I have it really, seen it is, actually. Oh, you have? Have, yeah, <laughs> it's it's some it's something else. I mean, the foyer. I want to say that like they set up at one point. I want to say that the kids like set up like uh, a whole gymnastics thing in the foyer. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: <laughs> well, if she says one more time that it's French chateau, it's 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 French disgusting. It's not that is not a French fucking chateau. French. I'm sorry. The only thing the only thing that she has con- in common is that the chateaus will have like the the stone like the the granite floors again to keep cold because like in the south of France, right? It gets real yeah. hot and they have the big vaulted ceilings so that all the heat goes up there and doesn't bother you down on the floor and big windows but that's it like that is it like the shit the other shit she's putting in there
0: i i I just yeah the turrets are too much yeah it's just Uh, the turrets yeah it's really like i said this is very much like it feels a lot like i watching a horror movie Mm -hmm. and i know at the end of this movie they're all gonna die and i I feel like at the end of this You know, this arduous process. I mean, she's gonna go to jail because of what's happening, partly because of what's happening at this site. Yeah. Almost all of these people would have been being paid in cash, right? Like this would have been a situation where I mean, I I hate to say it, this this is probably part of what gets investigated for them. Uh, Yeah, like probably. Like where did this house come from? How did this house materialize? I mean, as disgusting as it is, let's agree, let's agree to, you know, disagree with them on the on the taste, but that house is worth millions even in new jersey yeah and the fact that well that's the
1: other thing too because new jersey is like maybe i don't know how much less expensive it is than you know taxachusetts where we are but we do pay up the nose for everything here but yeah so it is cheaper to live there but still it's still millions it's still that they had to they had to still pay like pay taxes on this plot of land while they're, like, maintaining their other house for all these years. I mean, you know, they're juggling
0: a lot. There's a, there's a lot of money floating around. I just love the idea. It reminds me a lot of when I was a kid, when I would see big, fat wads of cash. Well, everybody in, like, did, did that, pockets. though, right? Everybody did that. I used to love it when my father used to carry, like, wads of cash. Mm-hmm. And I used to love it when he would open up the wad and he would make the bills crack.
1: Yeah. Oh, my dad so- used to <laughs> live to do that. I still love I'm
0: that. <laughs> uh, you know exactly what I mean, right? It was just like, a, it, it must have been men of that generation where it was just like, it was a way of showing off, but it was so cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yes. I thought it was so cool. Absolutely. Um,
1: it was so like, hilarious. Like if I could just go up to my dad at any time and I'd just be like, I need a hundred bucks. Not that I ever asked him for that, but like, I think a couple of times, like just to fucking see what he would do. I went like 30, 40 years ago. Like, do you have a hundred bucks? Like that was really
0: (laughs) yeah I was going to say 30-40 years ago 100 bucks was a lot of money
1: but it's like that's just what they that's just the shit that they had around like you never knew because you couldn't always go to the bank so you had to carry that around with you. yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. and that's the thing I mean that's what's creepy too I keep thinking like oh my god this girl's walking around with like thousands of dollars (laughs) in you know what I mean thousands of dollars in her wallet (laughs) Um, but what's nice is we don't have to spend a lot of time in um, Chateau Hell (laughs) (laughs) Thank God, Jesus! Yeah. it's nice. We can we can take a left and we can head over to Jacqueline's. And I, Jacqueline, by the way, every time we go to that property, it is freaking huge. Yeah, it Her is house huge. It is humongoid. Yeah, humongoid. Um, and you know, it's she's up there for it's CJ's birthday party. You know, it's a full on carnival. She says, you know, it sounds obnoxious, but she wanted the kids to have, you know, fun. Her backyard is massive. It's massive. Michelle, it's like got a bouncy a house.
1: Yep. She,
0: yeah she has everything i want to go to this party um i Daniela, thought the same
1: thing i was like she, that if i were a parent invited like my kid was invited i'd be like well we're going we're yeah 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 well, i would i would No, be you the can't go like, to gymnastics that day we got to go to this party
0: right yeah. yeah i don't care if we don't like cj we're going yeah um yeah i think it looks really cool she did a really great job um danielle is early to help her which i thought was pretty cool help her set mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. she brings her two daughters who are beautiful um and then all of a sudden out of nowhere Danielle's older daughter Christine sort of drops like this what feels like a, like a i guess like a casual comment but sort of starts a little bit of a hullabaloo yeah yeah she says that she overheard Ashley say that she was um inviting like 20 friends yeah does Ashley have friends i mean i don't like I her don't does anyone that... like her yeah i was going to say like does Ashley even know 20 people i don't know i don't know she doesn't do anything for me but maybe so maybe you know and i don't want to be too hard on her but she's you know so it's interesting because in that sort of revelation of that information, Danielle offers to talk to Ashley, which is weird, and she's dying to get her claws in. See, this is the thing: I don't trust people like Danielle. I was gonna ask you yeah. about this, like, so I don't have any frame of reference because I don't have kids, but like, is that weird? Like, so here's the thing: like, I can't I can't imagine a scenario in which I would say to you, if there was a problem with one of the kids while I was there, do you want me to talk to him? Like I'd be like just shutting up and like kind of sitting there going, I hope I don't know we're getting in trouble.
1: Yeah. I mean basically I would shut up. I mean, I think the only person I ever did that with was like my sister with her kids. If right. she like absolutely freaking out over something. But then again, um, her kids didn't really do ape shit things like that. So, you know what I mean? Maybe when they were like really little, I had to step in, but never like Never like as a teenager. I don't, you know, none of us rolled that way, Maria. I don't know. We weren't out to just piss off our mothers. <laughs> and it feels
0: like inappropriate for Danielle to say it. But, you know, I was kind of like, oh, all then. And I thought it was interesting that they both go upstairs that like Jacqueline brings her. Do you think yeah. Jacqueline is just, is she that much of a chicken to do it? I, I no, I think
1: she doesn't know how to say no to Danielle. But I think Danielle is very overbearing. And once
0: she, she's okay, in. Danielle's so you think presence, Danielle decides to go up?
1: Yes, I do. And then and yeah, and then Danielle, she opens her mouth. Yeah. It's
0: <laughs> well, and, then, and then Ashley is so rude. You know, she's all Jacqueline wants to do is to say, like, listen, I want you to call up a couple of your friends. You can have four or five people. The argument ensues and De- Danielle is like behind her. She reminds me of like a little kid. Yeah. Um, like a sibling who's watching like a, a, a like another sibling get in trouble and is like yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. yeah 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 like it just seems very it was really juvenile because it felt like danielle was like repeating or like adding on to everything that Jacqueline says like Jacqueline would be like yeah you got to call a couple people yeah you promised your mother only five yeah and, and, and so everything felt like a little echo yes and then all of a sudden she says something that just like grated on me and it's so funny because as soon as i thought to myself this bitch is obnoxious caroline came out of the woodwork to confirm it for me yes yes Um, but so she says, sweetie, just, you know, make sure that you do it. You know, I'm your biggest fan. And I thought I was going to like, honestly, barf a little bit. It was, it was, it was too much. It was, it, it was cringy. It was. And then, and then that's when Caroline was like, Maria, I agree. You know, literally Caroline came out to confirm my suspicions and she goes, you know, honestly, Danielle and Jacqueline's uh, relationship bothers me. Yeah. She says she doesn't know her. And that Danielle comes on very strong. Yeah. Way, way too overbearing. Way too over. And that Jacqueline, to your point, Michelle, doesn't know how to say no.
1: No. And and I think, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. I've not seen like all 13 episodes, 13 seasons, but, you know, was Jacqueline just, did her husband just swoop in and rescue her because she was kind of, yeah. Yeah.
0: She was in Vegas. They met in Vegas and.
1: And she just seems like forever grateful, like she's just supposed to be subservient to everybody. And Well, I think she's a timid person.
0: Yeah. And her husband, I actually like her husband. um, He seems really nice. He is, I think so. And I think I like seeing him as the seasons progress with CJ, as CJ um, Mm -hmm. gets older. But I I honestly think that Jacqueline always feels to me like, I don't want to say that she's weak, but I feel like she's vulnerable. Maybe that's a better word. Yeah. And she's always she's having like own.
1: a little mental breakdown in her head. And you're right. She's alone. She yeah. doesn't really know. I, I'm sure like if she tried to reach out to her husband for support or, you know what I mean, to try to talk about things,
0: he would. But I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's not a talker like that. Well, that's the thing. I mean, and it's and it's hard to say, but I feel like Caroline, you know, sometimes I think she's hard on Jacqueline. And then there are other times where I'm like, oof, that's on the nose. And I think this is one of those that's like mm-hmm. on the nose, on right? The nose, that, yep. That Danielle is coming on too strong and Jacqueline doesn't know how to set up the boundary. Mm-hmm. So I, I have to be honest, I am dying for the cupcakes. Uh, I meant to mention that before that Jacqueline has with like the balloons on the top. Oh, g- gorgeous. Oh my God. Um, so Teresa arrives with the girls wearing Burberry. Print. Yeah, Burberry skirts. Love it. Yep. Love it.
1: And she sends them down like a bouncy house slide. And now their underwear is like wedged up their asses because they got the stupid fucking skirts on. She knew there was going to be a bouncy house there. She had to put them in skirts. She also knew there was going to be a camera. And,
0: and what was she more important?
1: Put, couldn't, she put, couldn't she put on like the little sort of like spandexy shorts underneath? Oh, like the booty
0: shorts for dance? Yeah, no.
1: Yeah, like the little sort of like knee length, you know, like that's popular with little girls. I wish I had had that as a kid because I would have worn skirts all the time. I wouldn't have been
0: afraid of, you know. Oh, see, we I had them because you used them for cheerleading. Okay. All right. Yeah, because we used to wear like the, you know, the cheerleading skirts are so short. Yep. And so used to have the um the shorts. But yeah, it's interesting that that Teresa has chosen to like really highlight um like the girls. I, mm-hmm. I think um honestly, I feel like Teresa's on a different show sometimes. Um so Danielle actually, we see the scene where she goes over to Jacqueline at the party. And she asks if she's seen Dina, which honestly makes me want to pass out and poor poor Jacqueline is is you can see you could it's yes. the palpable stress right that runs through her body, yeah, thank God she was wearing sunglasses because I think we would have seen her cry, yeah, um and so she asks if you know so jacqueline is like, oh yeah, you know you know I bet but she was sort of glad that those sunglasses are huge, but she says that you know Jacqueline says that she and and, and uh Danielle have a you know. A dispute way too early in the relationship. Love right? to know like, what this is. Love, yeah, to know. like, and and for it to be something that was early and that was huge. I, I still can't like, and I keep even with my notes. Anytime it's referenced, I keep writing, "What was it?" Like, I just need to know. Um, and she says that her relationship with, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, but she says that, you know, Danielle recognizes that Jacqueline's about to have to make a choice. I think because she says that her relationship with her is important. And she doesn't want her to have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. But then I think that Danielle is like her own worst enemy, and I think that she is constantly putting Jacqueline in position where she has to make a choice.
1: She she doesn't know how to get out of her own way.
0: No, is, is what it is.
1: And again, I I see it as really obnoxious, but I also, having known people like her, see I I could see the desperation in wanting to try. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and so this is where things are going to get cringeworthy. I have to say, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. this is uh, spoiler alert for everybody listening. Uh, this is my uh, cringiest moment of the episode. We'll be asking for you I, all I to have share. To say it's, it's mine too, Maria. Y- your, your cringiest moment of I the episode. I not fucking believe it. No, no. If you agree with us, let us know uh, in the comments on the post uh, for this episode on Instagram. Uh, if you disagree, share with us what your cringiest scene was. But this scene where Danielle finally, I feel like, corners poor Dina. Right. And not just hugs her, but like two arms, Michelle, two arms and, and like, then fucking yeah. kisses her. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it was creepy as hell. We cut to Caroline. I don't know if you noticed it, but there was this quick cut to Caroline who looks like Chris just opened a low rent strip club in like the neighborhood. Like she's bullshit. She is so mad. Michelle, she is bullshit. I can't be and proud of that club yeah. No, she's like, this is a, a club that mama cannot be proud of. And so then all of a sudden, Danielle is saying weird shit to Dina. She's like, you know, you look beautiful. Um, can I, I borrow your those movies? Yeah. Um, and it is so awkward. Dina is saying like, you know, I have to, what did she say? I have to question her sanity. Yeah. And she was wondering, it was very like, you know, saying it was like Silence of the Lambs. Like she wasn't sure if she wanted to be her or if she wanted to skin her, her, and, her and wear her. her <laughs> like last season's Versace yeah maybe the best quote from dina ever yeah um, Real housewives and i i honestly as as stupid as what she was saying was i get it like i don't think danielle knows either i think danielle just wants to be accepted and dina is the obstacle you yes. know to that dina is the obstacle to that and you know the part that's creepy so danielle hugs her again and she says let's party and have good times and then she says something that has to be... I mean, thank God Danielle is not an investment banker because her clients would all be completely bankrupt. She said, if I were to make an assumption, which I hate to do, we might end up really tight. And then, and then it cuts to Dina saying... And then it cuts to no. Dina. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: She's like, will we ever be best friends? No. No. She says that through her
0: like chomping on her gum. She's going to drop the gum. I mean, it's it's too much for me. It's like... <sighs> I don't know. Uh, so yeah, this—I feel like this whole scene at the party was—I mean, Danielle has a way of making it all about her. So I was glad to be done with it, but I felt like that was—that's for that's for me the cringiest. You two?
1: Yeah, yeah I couldn't—I couldn't believe it. The long hug, she wouldn't let go, and then they're showing Dina like <laughs> D- Dina's nice enough to put both her arms around Danielle. I couldn't believe she did that. I, I mean, but was the she face scared, on her—I—I think? I think she was scared, and and the face on her was just. She, she didn't know what to think. She clearly didn't know what to think. Was she being assaulted? Does she want to slap this woman? Does she want to run away? You know, I mean, I don't know. It was almost as if, like, she was holding Danielle up, like, shaking her. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It was, yeah. It was very weird. It was yeah. really weird. Um, So then we go to Caroline's house. Mm-hmm. and Caroline... I keep calling her Carolyn for some. Is it Carolyn or Caroline? Carol- Whoa,
0: pardon me, everybody. Just had a little... Uh issue there almost murdered myself and the microphone um it was caroline she's actually uh it's funny some people call her like carol yeah and i'm like and she does give carol vibes she does I mean? yeah she has like she has a way about her that feels very um gangster mall mm-hmm. but like from the <laughs> but maybe the 50s yeah um it's very strange to me she, I really like her, though. I, I can relate to her. I like her, too. Yeah. Especially in this scene, right? Because she's cooking with Lauren, her daughter, and they're cooking in their massive kitchen, right? So she's talking about, you know, the relationship she has with her kids, saying they have an open door policy. And she's making sausage, potatoes, and pasta. Um, and so she says that she loves her relationship with Lauren, and she feels like a mini-me. And I have to say, it reminds me so much of My House in Everett. Um, not because I cooked, but because that's what it looked like when my family would come over. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it was interesting and, and sort of fun to, to see that also too, it does kind of remind me, um, uh, I hate to say it, but decor wise.
1: Um, my question is, um, the peeling the potato thing. I never did understand that. Like, why what do you peel the potatoes? Like, why would you bother?
0: Well, cause you're just going to boil them and then have them in the, and then put them in the, um, like serve them all like that. They're boiled.
1: So you just boil them up with the skin on and mash it up? And... No,
0: no, no. Oh. No, oh. Ma'am. No, no, ma'am.
1: No, 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 no. No, otherwise ma'am. you get, otherwise you got baby food. You might as well have just some cream of wheat in there.
0: No, so they're, not, they're, they're not that smushy. They're not, they, they shouldn't be. They should have a little bit of, you know, they should be a little al dente. They should be a little something. Oh, um, I don't know. I will say her sauce didn't look, I uh, mean, her food didn't look awesome to me. Um no. Because, honestly, I hate anything uh, that involves potatoes Uh, in terms of Italian food. I don't want to be involved in it.
1: But, you know, Uh, um, what I thought of is um, those are like things I've always got in the house. Potatoes and sausages. I've oh, yeah. just, yeah, there's always whether it's like something frozen or fresh, but there's always like I could always
0: whip that together, like on a big cookie sheet. Oh, yeah. And I hate that stuff. So my mother would make sausage and potatoes and sometimes uh, green beans. all together. Oh, yeah.
1: Green beans. Gross. Yeah.
0: Mm, gross.
1: Throw a little egg in
0: there, maybe. Oh, please stop. Yeah. I mean, this is like very. Um... <laughs> yeah, this is like this whole conversation around the um the table around the like the Italian stuff and the food. Like, all of that is just so typically uh, Italian for me. I'm sure it's a lot of other cultures, too.
1: Well, I was happy to see the green salad because I was freaking out with all the fucking starch that they were having. And they sorry. were not complex carbs either. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and if, to make matters worse, you mean the food is unbalanced and the discussion is, like, vapid. Chris is talking shit. She, I mean, and Caroline, loved it. she thinks <laughs> the she the thinks, color the, yes. the color subjectivity. She thinks he is hilarious, uh, and I think it's, it was actually kind of nice to see. You know, even though the kid is, you know, he's talking shit. She thinks it's so sweet. She said he was born with a smile on his face. Um, it's a nice unguarded moment actually for Caroline because she is often on her guard, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. especially because to your point, the rest of the season is going to revolve a little bit of, of, around Danielle. Yeah, so but she does. She gets a kick out of him. She does. Yeah, uh, and and even when the combo sort of you know shifts to Lauren going to beautiful beauty school, this is a very like kind of Italian American vignette. You know, mm-hmm. it's a very typical the idea of like yeah, she's not all that bright, but maybe we'll send her to beauty school. <laughs> uh, maybe we can get her into beauty school. Does Dad know anybody? We'll see. We'll make some calls. Oh my uh, God! You Meanwhile,
1: know? Chris Chris is like still contemplating if if red is really red or is it blue or you know how your eyeballs see versus everybody else's and what's the what's the proof
0: lesson on, right like I mean
1: I'm sure he probably bless is hard bless
0: his yeah. heart yeah he's probably fun uh, at the table bless so, your heart mm. yeah tell, we go no we go next to uh Teresa and Gia and then and Teresa and Gia going to acting class you want to share with us a little bit about that <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought being the mother of a performer yourself or two performers. Uh you might want to talk a little bit about <laughs> this the and acting the acting teachers even
1: even played a part in the Sopranos. Yeah, Lisa
0: Regina, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um I don't I don't think it goes that well, but this is this is to be expected from kids, right? She's um sorry, what's her name? What's the kid's name? Gia, Gia is Gia. awful Gia. Yes. Gia Okay. what and then what's the middle one's name? I can remember, never remember
0: her. So, because she's not important, she never does anything. So there's and the other one, the other one, and and other one, like, I told you, it's Bella and Gigi. So uh, it is Gia and one who is I think her name is Adriana. No, well, yes. Gia, Gia, Gabriella, 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 and Melania. Okay, Melania is basically Joe in a dress. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. Yeah, so yeah, so
1: Gia is. uh, You know, she's doing okay. I mean, she's 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 getting it. Um, I don't really have too much to say about this. I I think you know she's it was I thought it was cute. She was trying, um, you know. I think when you have kids, you just you know, you just throwing shit against the wall to see what's going to stick. And uh, oh, I don't know yeah. if does this stick. I don't know. You want to foreshadow it at all or no?
0: Mm-hmm. She grows up to be a very beautiful girl, and I will say that. Yeah. So and you can and you can tell she's a she's a really pretty girl and she's very charming. Um, She does have an opportunity and I think it's maybe in two or three seasons where she does write a song and uh, it becomes uh, famous much later, maybe a year or two ago, uh, becomes like a little viral TikTok moment. So cute. Yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it. But she is she is a very cute little girl. But this is not a great um, class. You can tell she's just I mean, she's very young yeah too and so it's you know she's unfocused and but it really is cute and gia she seems like a sweet kid again Teresa is wearing something terrifying um marilyn monroe t-shirt with like a hat mm-hmm. with, um, oh yeah sequins yeah. on them like i think it was a sequined rose she not okay. bedazzled
1: the shit out of it yeah
0: not okay my friend not okay um and then uh yeah i i really love um like the idea of of Teresa like being a momager but she's like a demented momager. <laughs> she reminds you know she reminds me of, of a little bit of like my mother. Like my mother was very very into that stuff. You remember so it was like I had to do dance, piano, the acting classes, the modeling classes. Like your mother made you do that shit too. I had to I just do Just not everybody tennis, did that.
1: Like didn't never, I just singing lessons. Ooh. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's exhausting when I think about it. I was like, no wonder, like, I just wanted to relax when I went to college. I was exhausted.
1: You know, whenever I've taken my kids skiing and, you know, and they want to, like, kind of chill out at the top when you get off the, the chairlift because they're so fucking traumatized, you know, from, <laughs> like, and I'm like, you know, I have a friend, you know, Maria. She, yeah. She had that big accident because some idiot was standing there. Yeah. Don't fuck around, dude. Don't fuck around. You get off the lift. You got to go. You can't just stand there and pick yes. your nose.
0: That I'm telling you, like I still can't do those things, but like I feel like Teresa is like that. She wants her kids in everything, doing everything. I alternately, I think it, it's obnoxious and respect it. I'm not. Like, I'm not sure where I really go on that. I
1: got to tell you, also there was another part of it for me when my kids were little. I did not want to be home with them because. They would mm. just be nonstop shit that they would want. They'd want to cook. They'd want to, you know, someone's got to poop. Oh, I got to really? go wipe them up. I got to, oh yeah. I mean, I wanted to be anywhere, but in my house with my kids. Yeah. So I just had them signed up for absolutely everything. And I ran nonstop and yeah. And I had zero time to think. And when they went to daycare, which was like a mortgage, that's like when I would get stuff done. How much is daycare? Uh... I remember when infants were like a lot of money. So I remember, I think I sent Liam like three days a week and it was like eight or nine hundred dollars a month. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, And that was never
0: afforded kids. You know, that was
1: like 10, 12 years ago. Well, I had a deal with my parents that I ran their property. I did the business end of stuff uh, because they were older and um, they they paid me a salary and then they also paid for my daycare.
0: That's actually pretty groovy, dude. I would not have been able to see that's the thing. Like, I feel like Teresa doing this with the girls is like a form of daycare. Like I feel like it's probably to your point, like her getting them out of the house, mm-hmm. getting herself out of the house. Yeah. It's probably something to look forward to as well. I'm such a horrible bitch. My cold dark heart. Um, so let's get to what I feel is like one of the best scenes uh in the entire uh episode. And I'm curious if you've noticed some stuff. So we head to the back of Caroline's house, uh, which is also another one of these like palatial homes mm-hmm. with a backyard that looks like it's, I don't know. I mean, it looks like a, the Serengeti. I mean, yeah. it's lush. It's amazing to me. So all of a sudden we see uh, them call for Lauren. Mm-hmm. And then if, if you look really close, you see Caroline with what can only be described as a demented smile. So uh, for our friends listening, uh, this particular uh, episode is going to have a, a little bit of a visual component that I'm going to be posting on uh, the Instagram uh, post for this particular episode. So I'll be sharing with you some of the pictures that I'm talking about and that I'm sharing with Michelle now. So Michelle, I don't know if you can see this, but this is the <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, it is,
1: I mean, no, it's so bad. It's like so yeah. bad. No, that is like
0: not okay with me. And so they call Lauren out. And here's basically They're so mean to her. Yeah, here's basically the entire conversation. I well, and then I maybe you tell me what I mean by this. I felt like it was like brain shaming. Yeah. Right? Like if if she were if they were making fun of the fact that she was like sleazy, it'd be slut shaming. So I'm like, they're making fun of the fact that she's basically stupid. And so they're sitting there talking about the fact that she's not very bright, but should probably go to beauty school. And basically she's sitting there honestly staring up at them kind of like giggling every couple of seconds mm-hmm. um i i think they're very demeaning towards her i felt really bad but she i think it's a i think it's systematic because she, it didn't seem strange to her like her face didn't change at all
1: yeah well when she goes to therapy you know that's going to come out that there'll be some shit there but no they're they're not nice to her and i i i i, I don't you don't talk to you don't you don't talk to one kid in front of like their siblings about like if they're stupid or if they don't get it, you just, you have to, it's just not done. It's not done. You don't, you don't talk about like your your spouse badly. You don't, you just don't do that. There's, there's a decorum where, you know, you, if they don't have a certain talent, they don't have that talent, but they have others.
0: And she even says, I think Caroline even says at one point, we want her just to be the best Lauren Manzo. Right. Why can't they just keep saying that? Yeah, and I, and I want to say, like, maybe you should get your husband on board with this shit because he's the one who keeps saying, you know, like, like I know a guy. And so basically, they're it, it feels like they're setting her up to go to beauty school. Um, and honestly, she says very little other than to complain a little bit. Well, her hands but, would hurt. Well, she said yeah. that earlier. Yeah, she said that earlier. She said her hands would hurt. Um, oh, her hands. Oh, yeah. I can't touch you anymore, yeah. my hands. They hurt. Yeah. And then we, we swing wide and we go to Danielle's house. Uh, and she's oh on the phone with her ex. Behind her, actually, I don't know if you noticed this, but I'm going to have a picture of it for you as well. Uh, everybody, is the candlestick from the game Clue. Uh, I don't know if you can see it, but it is right here, Michelle. It is humongous. Oh, I did see that. I did. It is a yes. Huge, <laughs> it is a huge candlestick. Um, well, that's her weapon. Yeah. she's And she tells us that the relationship that she had with her ex was completely destructive. Um, and mm-hmm. we can tell that, um, also, honestly, I can tell from the phone call that it was also extremely boring. Um, here's something that I wanted to, to note to you. So this is a one-sided convo. Normally on Bravo, they have to share. Yeah, I wonder if this was completely staged. Yeah, either that or I wonder if this was very early yeah. and they weren't really doing that. But today you would never have a situation where someone would be able to say, I'm not sharing this phone call. So I wanted to mention that. These are so rare in Bravo. So um, she's waiting for a child support. Something to note here. She says here that she's been divorced for two years. When she meets Jacqueline, she says it's been six years since she was divorced. So something oh. to something to bring up. Um, and so while she's, you know, talking about this, we get Jacqueline and she pops in in a little talking head wearing the most enormous Maltese cross I have ever seen. Yep, yep. <laughs> and she says that Danielle's ex is very selfish. Um, and uh, honestly, it's the whole conversation is just basically Danielle trying to get money from her for her ex. Honestly, I wish they would have cut this. I thought this was a super boring scene.
1: Where is she getting her money from? She got this massive house. I mean, she's keeping up with the Joneses somehow.
0: Well, she has the house, but I mean, it could be in foreclosure for all we know.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, so yeah, we swing back wide again. We hit the car. We're in the car with Jacqueline. She has Ashley with her. And she says that she's been trying unsuccessfully to have a baby since CJ was uh, six months old. Yeah. And uh, so she mentions her age, actually. She says that um, she's 38 and that Chris is 42. Um, Is that like old? Uh, It is considered old in the baby making world. Yes. So
1: when did you have, Liam? Were you forty? What? Well, I was 40. So we have to back up a couple of generations because um, my dad was a late in life child. Like he was the youngest of seven. My mother was a late in life child. I was a late in life child. I was the extravaganza. I was the 13, 15 years later. Um, and my mother, I think was 40. And My dad was 45. Brian was a late in life child. So never occurred to me that we would not have kids whenever we fucking felt like it. Like I just, oh, wow. that clock didn't seem to tick with me. I just figured everybody else in my family did it. Why wouldn't we, you know? So, but yeah, then when they sent me, when my, when my OBGYN sent me to like the Mass General special, um, like advanced maternal age ward, you know, that's, that's,
0: that's so you're like, like geriatric mother.
1: Well, geriatric, I'm not kidding. There are women in there, like in their like mid fifties pregnant. And never speak of that again. Yeah, and I was like, you know, <gasps> thirty-seven when I had stefan and you know, I, I didn't. I looked pretty good still, you know. I I can't. I yeah, I got to say, I was like, I don't, oh, I don't feel that old. You People are sending me here, but yeah. Um. So that is old in terms of like just all the shit that can go wrong.
0: Um. And it and, sounds like so much has gone wrong for Jacqueline.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, all those miscarriages. That's yeah,
0: four know. in a row. Right.
1: Yeah. It's really upsetting. Like when you really, really want a baby and um,
0: yeah, it's sad yeah. because she goes into the doctor's office and they don't, it sounds like they don't know why but they can't quite pinpoint what's going on. No. Right. They don't really know. Is it God? I mean, it, and she's so emotional. This, this part actually makes me really sad. So I just, I feel like I want to skip over it. Cause I have nothing, I have nothing shitty to say about this section. I feel like she's really emotional and sincere um, I thought it was really sweet when she talks about the fact that she shows right away. Mm-hmm. So she takes she's out gonna her take tops all yeah. Yeah. And then just to put them back. I did just the idea of that just kind of broke broke my heart a little bit. Yeah. Um and she said she can't feels like she can't enjoy the pregnancy because she's worried about losing it. Yes. Um and so this was a, a sad scene, but I feel like the good news is right around the corner is another fantastic, funny scene. And this is, of course, the scene with Dina uh, and the interviewing of her assistant. Who, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, Michelle, baby man? If yeah. if I'm crazy, is he? Do we get his name? What's no. his fucking name? He's just boy toy assistant. Oh, for Christ's sake. Wash my bald cat. Yeah. Oh, for Christ's sake. So the kid rings the bell. Did you see what the bell was, by the way? Mm. Refresh my memory. It was ridiculous. Michelle, it was terrifying. The bell is a butterfly the bell oh that's right or fucking bell is a butterfly so dina t- starts talking about she brings this kid in wearing a, a red uh polo shirt mm-hmm. and she never introduces him she t- now all she we see a voiceover and she's showing the invitation for the project ladybug fundraiser which she runs uh it's like a girl's night out fundraiser um and so this kid with the faux hawk comes in is interviewing to be her assistant and he sits down and once he sits down michelle and, and here we go now to the pictures I have more things to show you. I don't know if you oh, saw this. Me, what do you got? What do you got? So when he sits down, there are some things in her house that we need to discuss. So okay. this is the table runner in her. I, I think that's her dining room.
1: I, I didn't that? know. Was that like crushed up grass or boss or I didn't I understand be, I that. I
0: believe it is felted. Did Does did, it vomit? And to like, look, I, it looks like someone threw up on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't understand what's going on with that. And then as soon as he sits down, when he starts talking, you can see behind him is this figurine, this porcelain figurine. Yep. That
1: that cockatoo. Yeah. I
0: I can't with it. You love her house. Her house. Oh my God. I hate her so much. (laughs) Her house. That's a Sicilian thing, by the way, which is interesting. So uh, a lot of Italians don't believe in they think birds are bad luck to have them in the house.
1: Yeah, no birds in the house, no shoes on the bed, right? Yeah,
0: um, and you got to make sure that the bread is the right side up. Um, okay. And so, you know, the guy comes in, the table runner terrifies us all. You know, I I, I, I think I he was living. The table runner was living well the only good thing i can say about it is as someone has two dogs i guess if there was dog hair on it you'd never know you'd never know so the interview begins so here here are the interview questions will you bathe grandma wrinkles her hideous Mm -hmm. uh hairless cat would you you bathe my bald pussy right pretty much that's what she's asking you know that right Right? exactly will you buy tampons and will you kill spiders And the kid just basically looks blank, nods and smiles. And Dina, I guess, you know, she just wants it to work. So she says she hopes it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we cut to Danielle and her daughters at her house and they're lacing up their shoes to go for a run. Mm -hmm. Danielle lets us know that she and her daughters run seven days a week. Seven days a week. Yep. What did you think of that neighborhood, Michelle? Did you check out that neighborhood that she's running through? It was nice. Nice. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Yeah. So this is where she says to us that she's been divorced for two and a half years, which, as I said, does not coincide with what she said earlier, um, which Uh, is not entirely surprising. So she says that she, um, you know, if she doesn't get her divorce settlement soon, she's going to lose everything. And this statement, Michelle, I don't know if you noticed this one. This one was one that for me, it was one of those things where I had to stop it and rewind it and play it again and go, really? She says... I can't struggle financially anymore. Someone has to save me and my girls. Yeah. Swoop in and save me. And I was like, oh my God. So we go instantly to her going on a date. Um, Teresa, we have a little like talking head with her. She tells us that Danielle met him through juicy Joe. Mm -hmm. And that the age difference is significant, but she says to each his own, Mm -hmm. which is so funny because Teresa will say shit like that, but does not really believe shit like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's actually a cute scene, a little bit, because her daughters are helping her choose outfits. Yep. Um, yeah.
1: With all like you know the she's broke ass and she's got all the really big designer
0: names. Yeah. What did she say? the The purse was Chloe. Yeah. Yeah. God bless. Steve arrives, the famous Steve, mm-hmm. uh, with a bouquet. Can I ask about this, Michelle? Because I, you know, uh, you have a little more class than myself. He arrives with a bouquet in a vase. Is that a thing you do? You arrive with them in the vase? Yeah, you know what's really funny is um, yes, you can get bouquets in a vase
1: um, and there is some etiquette that says you should do that. Um, I don't always like that because I got a lot of my own really nice vases. I was just going to say, I'd be like, uh, we have to. I don't want like your shitty glass vase. So I got my sister like um, for her birthday like a six month flower subscription and I got it without the vase and I said to her, I was like, you got like you didn't need the vases, right? She goes, no, I'm glad you didn't give, give me the vases. I don't want their shitty vases. I have like enough of my own crystal things that I can display things in.
0: So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I just seem strange to me. I don't, it reminded me of a, a weird date, a prom date or something. So we hear from Danielle that he is 26. She is 45. She, he looks, he he's an old man. He's ready to die. I am just going to say, he looks like Mr. Magoo. Yeah. Um, He's Dollar Tree, Mr. Magoo. So she then says, younger men are attracted to me. I guess it's my appearance of youth. Mm -hmm. When women talk like this, I'm like, oh, my God. Um, So then Jacqueline tells us about uh, Danielle's open sort of door and relationship policy with her daughters. Mm -hmm. uh, And that she thinks that she is um, introducing them to men too early. She is. Uh, I I think that's sort of open...
1: The thing is is it's all about what Danielle needs. There's no protection for her kids and she's going to turn them into more wackadoodles just like she is.
0: That's an interesting uh interesting perspective. Tell me about, like when you look at Danielle, what are the things that like are jumping out to you as things that feel like she's selfish?
1: Um look, I get that like you're a mother in your 40s and you know, you're still a very viable creature. You're going to he- be here for a while. She looks good. You know, she wants to have fun, but, you know, you also have to like play like the mom part. So you can't go walking around, you know, dressed up like a hoochie whore and, um, you know, with all your skinny ass shit hanging out for everyone to see. You just I don't know this. She lacks decorum. And in, in my opinion, I, I don't really know what? how else to describe it. But, you know, there is there is for me, there's a line that I crossed becoming a mother and then, you know, I don't know, I guess past like 40, it was just like, OK, you know, um, at some point you sort of start to like disappear in in the eyes of like the public, you know, that like you're not like this young, this young hot thing anymore. Or you just, you, just, you just you lose youth and people like to look at youth. Right. But yeah. she's not entering that phase of it's nice to sort of fade into the woodwork and not be looked at all the time. She still wants that and I think that's a little gross.
0: Yeah, and I think that that also speaks to that need, that, that need she had. yeah, that, that like it feels like an overwhelming need. Um so she leaves with Steve. Um and it's actually I you know, again, I like don't have kids, but I think Christine is 14. I feel like they should have a babysitter. Um No, that's uh, if they're just going out really? for a couple of hours. Yeah. No. Is it okay? Yeah. I wouldn't be trusted. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like I shouldn't have been trusted. I would have been Oh yeah, we leave our, our I would have I would have
1: burnt the house down. Um, oh well, see that's what we just we would get like Chinese food delivered or pizza or something or you know. Oh I mean? yeah, keep me
0: busy. I like how this. That's goes. what
1: we do. When we go out We're like nope, don't cook. Please don't touch the stove. Yeah, please never <laughs> never turn it on. Never and never turn
0: open it on. the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I it's she. I feel like it's. Uh, I feel like this happens a lot. Like her her daughters are behaving like this happens a lot. So I think you're right. I think. You know, it's sad that she's not more focused on their safety, but she does boogie down productions with him. Uh, and then we arrive at the night of the girls night out. So Dina is at the Brownstone setting up the Ladybug event. And Wait, now sorry, for the I rest- just
1: have to I have to double back yeah. because they're at the restaurant. Yeah. Right.
0: So I'm sitting here. Oh, no, I haven't sitting- done it yet. They haven't. got. We haven't gotten there yet. Oh, sorry.
1: Okay. Oh, they're flipping back and forth now. Okay. Yeah. Right, so we're okay. gonna go.
0: Yeah. The whole what's so interesting is the the whole episode uh, from here on is going to be the juxtaposition of those two scenes. Okay. Okay. The the d- the date. That's right. And then the beginning of the setup of at the brownstone and then the execution of that girls' night out event. Okay. And so as soon as Danielle leaves, we cut to Dina who's setting it up, mm-hmm. and like so she's walking around making baskets and by sort of moving from thing to thing, and we get this cut in from Caroline who says that when she's working she's a perfectionist and then the next two words she says are psychotic and crazy and then they say that uh, she says that they call it her bitch mode right but there are going to be 600 people at the event i mean it looks pretty huge did I you mean, know groundstone was that big i had no idea I don't Yeah know it's it's, it's a, a big
1: place i mean here's the thing i've i've worked in a lot of event yeah yeah adjacent sure. things And, um, and, and it's, it's, um, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's very serious. You know, you are putting on a party, but you're not there to party. So it's, it's a big deal. So if with people get bitchy, that's, you know, yeah, because we got a goal. It feels par for the course. No, I mean, yeah, she's not bitchy. If she's bitchy, it's because you're not doing your fucking job. Sorry.
0: (laughs) I was just going to say, I'm like, I, I feel like anything that she said, even during the episode that was snarky would would not have been said if had people been doing the thing. So yeah. Uh so I didn't realize when I heard 600 people I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And we swing right back to Danielle and the date. Mm-hmm. And so they're pulling up to this place. Um and they it's it's called like the the High Lawn. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll have to share with you. I'll 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 post it. I actually got a couple of snapshots of the menu. Oh yeah. The type of, the type of menu that does not have prices. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, Danielle so likes it, that. She does, and her skirt is insanely short. Did you notice this? Mm-hmm. It is, I mean, God bless her. She has a great figure. Yep. I mean, she looks amazing, but that skirt is so, it's like painfully short. Mm-hmm. Just to see her in it, um, even, even though she looks good. Um, and so they sit down, and she says, you look nice. Um, and he says, so do you. And then she goes, yeah. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Another kind of blatant sort of need. I This this thing that when women do that to almost just show like, no, I'm confident in myself. It's so, it misses the mark by so much. Yeah, it does. I know. By, yeah, like I it overshoots it by so much. If she had been more subtle and just smiled, then that would have conveyed like, yes, I'm confident in myself. I know that I'm attractive.
1: Or just thank you. How about yes. just a thank you? A lot of people right. have a hard time accepting like,
0: praise praise yeah they just yeah they just just say thank you I used to have a real hard time with that actually I used to have a hard time with that like after sessions when people would have like nice things to say to me I wouldn't know like what to say uh and I would get like all creepy and weird and so I started saying thank you so much for saying that I really appreciate it okay and it was just something and it became the thing that I said or I would say thank you so much for saying that it means a lot to me that you did
1: okay so next time you say that to me i'm gonna know that you're just on bullshit autopilot you know yeah, you well, haven't then, even yeah.
0: heard what i said yeah i'm, I'm billing. i've already moved on in in our lives i'm right? writing down your trade secrets hold on seriously don't tell anybody <laughs> um you know and so as soon as she says yeah she goes you're very lucky to him and he says i know and then this sentence i thought was really and you tell me did you have a reaction to this So it's just a, it's not something she says in the restaurant. So it's her, her um, interview. She says she knows the age difference is big, but he makes her feel like she wants to feel when she is with a man. Yeah. And I kinda, it kinda made me feel for her again. Yeah. She just,
1: she's got this, this, she's looking for a place then she could just never fit in anywhere, you know, but I don't want to do too many spoilers on her book, but she yeah, felt just, she was she felt she was pretty special right like right from the womb. Well, right? and that's
0: the thing. I think that she feels different. And I think she feels separate mm-hmm. even when she isn't separate. Yeah. I mean, she's a member of this cast, Michelle. Yeah. It, I mean, this is an exclusive thing. It's not like there are 400 people in this cast. Yeah, no. So so she creates a lot of her own problems. Yes. All of them. So just when so I am sitting there looking at this and I pause it on her face and I'm like this poor lady, this is literally what I'm thinking. I unpause it and her next sentence, I literally wanted to shut up shut the television off. She says, You want to sneak in the bathroom? And I went, Oh. Like, <laughs>
1: what? So this is what I wanted to go back oh, to. God, so, Michelle. you know, I watched these like several times, oh, you know, before we recap. And so one of the times I was watching sitting there with like my 15-year-old, because he's entertained by by all of these. And of course. He just goes, mom, um, have you and dad ever like snuck off like in, in the restaurant bathroom or any public bathroom ever and done it? Yeah. And I was like, Stefan, it's, oh, that's so inappropriate. Go ask dad.
0: <laughs> goes, yeah. I mean, it's just so like, weird. what is he going to tell me? I was like,
1: I don't know what he's going to tell you.
0: Just, just I... like. <laughs> Again, like, it's like, she doesn't know any better. Yeah. Right. Like she just doesn't know any better, you know? and. Here's the thing again, so she says that, and she goes, "Do you think we could do that?" She says, "Do you want to want to sneak in the bathroom? Do you think we could do that?" And he looks at her, yeah, and then he and just he goes, goes, "Finish eating." Yeah, Fini- oh, finish finish food, finish it. There. Oh yeah. shit! I I was like, "Oh my god, this is not going to last long." And so, honestly, I loved this episode because these two scenes I thought were riveting. Yep. So we cut back to Dina at the Brownstone, and Michelle. I have to have like a moment here where I'm like. I literally want to reach through here And I want to hug you And I want to jump up and down And I go And I want to say Oh my god Oh my god Oh my god I fucking love events like this This you like do. girls night out thing I fucking love these things So have you ever been To an event like this? Yeah I have I fucking love them I used to do these things So my mom My my second cousin Diane Is uh, Was the president Of this um, Women's organization It's actually I think it's a Polish one It's called Zontas. It's a business women's Association And they used to have events like this in like the eighties and the nineties and Connie and I would go and seek and destroy, like we would go and spend stupid amounts of money, have so much fun, eat all the food, have the, you know what I mean? It was so great. It was just for my personality. Perfect. I have a feeling that you didn't feel the same way.
1: No, I don't like those things. No, like room, like a room full of ladies just scares me and, uh. Yeah. No,
0: I don't like people. You know that. I don't like anyone. I like you. <laughs> I just, because to me, I'm like, Michelle, if this were happening right now, I would be like, we can't record tonight. I'm going to the fucking girls night out. Of- yeah.
1: I'd be like, bless you, my child. You have yeah. your time. <laughs> yeah. I'm love, sitting
0: right here. I love these things. Um, uh, yeah, I just, um, I, I'm, I'm all about this kind of stuff. I, I, I think they're so fun. So Dina starts talking about who the vendors are. And mm-hmm. it looks pretty cool, actually. It yeah. looks like to be a buttload of vendors. She says that her vendors are everything from scrapbooking to Botox, which I think should be the title of her sex tape. Scrapbook- right?
1: Scrapbooking it's to different. Botox. From, from yeah. scrapbooking
0: to Botox. Then scrapbooking um, was so big then. Well, honestly, that was the kind of place where you would go and there'd probably be two or three tables yeah. set up just for people who love to scrapbook. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the vent looks, it looks fucking packed. You you know, there are cuts from place to place. And all of a sudden we see Ashley and Jacqueline. And Jacqueline is pissed that like Ashley is at a vendor's, like looking at clothing. Trying on different dresses. Yeah. But technically, is it working? And she says she keeps, it's weird. But she's supposed to work. Yeah. Can you help me with this? Because I was confused because Ashley was supposed to work. She said she Yeah. And so she keeps changing. Yeah. Like, doesn't she know? What is this? I don't understand. Do you think that was for the cameras? Do you think that she felt like that she was like I, looking for a better outfit because she was recognizing? No, that she I think she's not? just
1: an asshole and just doesn't want to do what anyone asks her to do. Well, cool. all right.
0: Michelle, what the hot take? Yeah, I just <laughs> I, I couldn't figure it out. I was watching it going, why the fuck won't? Why is she trying these clothes on? Because at first I thought to myself. She wants to
1: piss off her mother. Do you remember Julie? Julie, our lovely friend, Julie, who recently passed away. Right. But she had such a passive aggressive relationship with her mother. And I remember I'd be over her house and her mother would have this little simple list of things to do before her mother and father came home from work, which was clean the cat dish, empty out the dishwasher. And I'd be like, "Okay, Julie, when's when's she coming home? Okay, let's do this now. She'd be like, fuck her. I'm not doing this now. And I would just be like, I don't know. I don't get it, Julie. I don't I don't know why you would just just you live here. <laughs> she gives you two little things to do all day. That's all she wants from you. And you can't do it. No executive points left. No. <laughs> please please re-up tomorrow. But Michelle was there with the executive points. I was like, well, I'll, I'll do it. She'd be like, nope, nope, it's not getting done. Nope. I'm gonna do it when she comes home and asks me. Like it was just to prove a point.
0: Yeah, I you know, I think you're right. Maybe, maybe Ashley is just, and who knows too, like we're just seeing such a slice of this. Mm-hmm. Who knows what the myriad of other things, especially with a teenager, um, could be going on. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's really weird here because Jacqueline is like actively worried that Dina is going to get mad. Yeah, she's. Instead of saying to Ashley like, no, 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 I want you to do this because. It feels like she's saying like, no, like Dina is going to be mad. And she doesn't want Dina to like she's deflecting it, I guess.
1: Well, I I think I think what ended up happening was I think Jacqueline was going to be there as a guest and Ashley said she was gonna help, but Ashley decides to fuck off and not help. And so then who who gets to pick up the slack? The mother does. And that's what ended up happening.
0: Which kind of makes she's justified. So, you know, Jacqueline is kind of pissed off. It seems she should be mad at Ashley, not
1: at not at um Dina
0: I feel the same way because I feel like had because you know we get to we cut to that quickie with Dina where she like fires her Mm -hmm. and honestly I felt like it should have been a situation where I would have as Jacqueline I would have looked at Ashley and been like I'm here as a guest you're working yeah totally you said you were going to yeah um and so we have this situation where you know Jacqueline is now starting to like complain a little bit about Dina and we have this shot of Teresa, which is so prophetic. So you don't realize this now, Michelle, but the rest of the Real Housewives of New Jersey, starting like from season three, I think on, mm-hmm. will basically be around, revolve around Teresa mm-hmm. and the relationship she has with her younger brother, Joey, and his wife, Melissa. Yep. Yep. And I so do know that. Yep. yep. So she says here prophetically, sister-in-laws and friends are different. Yep. So Teresa says, that's why she doesn't think that, you know, Dina has been snippy with her. And so then all of a sudden we have this shot in with Dina, who's like, Teresa and Jacqueline don't understand what it is, you know, the pressures of having a career, which is probably true, mm-hmm. no, if I'm being honest. And, you know, and, and, I, and I I understand too, honestly, that she's, you know, she's doing it, you know, probably most or more off, more for longer by herself than Jacqueline mm-hmm. was. Um, but Dina uh, excuse me Jacqueline and Teresa are actually in the bathroom I'd love to see who they're talking to because when they're talking about Dina Jacqueline is sitting like on a a windowsill Teresa is sitting on the toilet yep they're looking off to someone it would not have been a producer I would love to know who they were talking to yeah that confused me yeah but Jacqueline is openly bitching about about her Mm -hmm. Um, and she is saying that um, you know Dina has no patience for anybody Uh, And that she, you know, doesn't want Dina talking down to her. And then Teresa actually gives her good advice. She's like, well, you know, if she starts to do that, just remind her that you're helping her. Yeah. Which I actually was maybe the last time ever that Teresa will give actual advice. And I said anything intelligent. Yeah. But I think that the next thing that happens, this gave a lot of color, I think, to what has happened before. It's almost like, uh, you know, like at the end of a movie, like The Sixth Sense, where you realize that Bruce Willis was dead. And then Mm -hmm. you rewatch the movie and say to yourself, like, oh, here's all the clues that I missed.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Once I heard this next sort of piece, I rewatched it and I found the clues that I missed, which is Dina. And she says she and Jacqueline were much closer when Jacqueline first married Chris.
1: Yes. They had something in common. Yes.
0: And, you know, uh, Dina was going through a divorce. They both have daughters, right? Felt like they had a lot in common, but they have drifted, drifted apart recently. So to me, that makes a lot of sense why things are already a a little bit um, tenuous Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. Dina for Jacqueline. And so now she has Danielle who's trying to pee in the pool.
1: Yes. And so it's um, so everything is relative. Right. So it's it's and I say this to my kids all the time. If I suddenly like blow up that, like, you know, they've they've like not they've like left a glass on the table. You know, it's probably because for the entire week I've been picking up all their shit. And been saying it to them, and they only see it as an isolated thing, but it's not, it's it's many things. So yeah, I did I did feel the same way. Is is there
0: must be some insight there. Um which made me kind of yeah. feel sad. I, I went back and looked and I noticed if you rewatch the uh scene of the birthday party when Dina arrives, mm-hmm. she and Jacqueline uh they hug like this, like they're yeah. the tops of their bodies. Touch,
1: yeah, it's not really like a
0: sincere hug. No, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but they Danielle both have really big boobs, though. Danielle is practically humping Gina, yeah. yeah, and Dina is hugging her back. Whereas with Jacqueline, it was like a lean and a pat thing, yeah. So you could tell there was some tension. I didn't notice it until I heard that, yeah. And then I went back and I noticed a little bit and I started to think about all the things that Jacqueline was saying using that as a lens
1: yeah and so she's dina's irritated that you know or or is she irritated over is she irritated with jacqueline over danielle or is it something else
0: right right that's the thing did this happen before and is this like exacerbating it right so then jacqueline says dina can be nasty at times
1: so um, i would never have married into a family like this just just to be clear never i never would have because there's too many of them and they can all make the decisions and, you know, you can't just come in and just say, like, I'm going to be independent here and I'm going to put my foot down. You know, there's there's good and a bad. I mean, you know, I don't, all my in-laws are in other parts of the world. It, it can get lonely. But on the other hand, I have this fabulous autonomy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. You know, my hot take is the Loretas are like the royal family. Yeah. Like once you get once you <laughs> like in. you get in, yeah. <laughs> well, once you get in a large family, I feel like it is like the royal family. The rules are different they are different. They're their rules. And I mean, you know,
1: th- I mean, that that's, it's nothing bad. It's just the way it is. It's, it's, you know.
0: I think you just have to, it has to be a thing that like you're it's, aware of. It's the colonization of, you know, everything around them. You know, and honestly, I feel like it's worse because for the Loritas, which is, you know, the, that family, mm-hmm. there's a lot of women. It's a lot of women in the family, which is, you know, never good. Which, but uh, probably
1: yeah. that means they get shit done.
0: Probably. But there's also probably a lot of bitching yeah. and a lot of judgment. And I think, and I think Jacqueline feels that. Um, and so I think she even probably blows up the things that happen with Dina because she already feels some of this stuff, right? Because she's saying, I mean, I can't believe she's saying this. I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, this is her fucking sister-in-law. She's saying on camera that she can be nasty. And she's like, at times I get mad at her. And then all of a sudden she says this. I think this is when she realizes she's on camera. She says... And then I thought about it and family is family. Yeah. And so the next shot is she is going. Yeah, she walks it way back. And the next thing you do, you you see is her holding the bag and Teresa holding the raffle tickets. They're going table to table, mm-hmm. right? She says she doesn't want to be on Dina's bad side like Danielle. Mm-hmm. And then we have, do, did you remember what Dina says about Danielle? She didn't want to pay for a ticket to the event. Right. You think she was invited.
1: No. I th- And I think Dina says inflammatory things like that um No, she was not invited. Yeah, I she don't think d- so either. Dina just says shit like that. She just says things to stir the pot. You know, my dad had like six sisters, and he said it was impossible. He said there was always some bullshit. Somebody was always making something up, and he had one sister that he was was close with like his whole life, and there was the, really the only one he could have like a sane conversation with because every, everyone else was just crazy, and they just. They, I don't think they were crazy, but by virtue of the
0: fact that like, you're like in this flock, you make each other crazy. Well, that's the thing. I feel like, you know, it's like a Kool-Aid problem, right? They're drinking each other's Kool-Aid. And when someone comes in and says, I don't know that your Kool-Aid's all that delicious. There's nine or 10 other people who are like, no, 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 it's fantastic. Or someone pees in your Kool-Aid, you know? Right. Yeah. You're like, you're or yeah. Someone like Danielle, who they perceive, and I don't think she really does, but they perceive. That she is peeing in their Kool-Aid. Or that she's even threatening to. I don't think she really is. I don't think she's that powerful.
1: Yeah, but she's... You know what? She's a disturbance. She's an annoyance. And then she got like a slot on the cast. And they're aggravated with that. She's a skeeter. Yeah,
0: she's a skeeter. Yeah. Now, remind me again. How is it that Teresa fits into all this? So, you mean Teresa is who she is to them? She's a friend. just a friend. So, Teresa's not related to them. Yeah. So, the... Caroline and Dina are sisters. Yeah. Chris, Jacqueline's husband, is their brother. Yeah. And Teresa and is Teresa just is a just good a, friend. It's a friend of Jacqueline and Dina and Caroline.
1: Okay. So she just knows them all. Yeah. Okay.
0: They yeah. all live in the same part of, of uh, New Jersey. Yeah. And so, you know, once Dina says that like sort of snarky statement about Danielle, I'm like, that literally was an eye roller because like you, I, I feel like she was not invited. Mm-hmm. Um. And she, her next statement is, she goes, we are talking about dying children here. And then she yes. goes, well, we're not meant to be friends, so why bother? So I I think that's her admitting that she wasn't inviting her. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it looks like it was a fun event. The theme apparently was 70s discos. And so then out of nowhere and inexplicably and inappropriately, Teresa and Dina and Jacqueline come out in afros. Mm-hmm. Thoughts?
1: I don't know. I mean, you know, what did they get against curly <laughs> hair? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Why do they have to make fun? Yeah, honestly, I thought that the afros were kind of cute. Um, I don't think it was really problematic. I I don't think they were meaning it like that. I also it's a trope. Thought, it's a it's a disco yeah. trope. You know. I I thought yeah. I thought the outfits were adorable. Yeah. Um, of course, Dina says that Caroline wouldn't put hers on, um, but then she says one of the things that she loves about Jacqueline is, and this kind of made me feel bad because I felt like Dina was saying some nice stuff about Jacqueline, whereas Jacqueline did not say nice things about Dina. But Jacqueline says that, you know, one of the nicest things about her is that Jacqueline likes to be silly and she's, you know, and she's fun. And, you know, I can boss her around. And then when the event's over, I can't boss her around anymore. And She thinks she's being cute and she doesn't realize that Jacqueline has just told us that she's nasty and a bitch. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I wonder, <clears throat> I wonder how, I wonder how these series like end up breaking up families and friendships. Like I'd love to do like a, an overview, like pick apart all the relationships And like
0: where they were then and where they are now. Well, I'll tell you, what's going to be interesting is that, you know, is even in this. And this is why I think Jersey is a great choice for us to start. It's really fun to watch this because these people are they do know each other. The person who's really on the outside here is Danielle.
1: Yeah, Danielle. Because Danielle
0: is just a friend of Jacqueline's and she's a new friend. Yeah. Right. Teresa is what they would consider an old friend, like a known entity. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So for them, Danielle is this new person. They don't really know her. And so we'll be able to see how this will actually break up some friendships and create rifts. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this happens across every franchise. So, not even just the housewives or places, you know, places obviously like we're hearing about Scandival with Pump Rules mm-hmm. and um, everything that's gone on with places like Below Deck uh, or Summer House, uh, which is notorious for them being uh, sort of like double crosses. I think that especially with new jersey it gives us an opportunity to like watch the relationships and then you can really i feel like you can almost pinpoint where things start to go wrong and i think we're seeing now the seeds of like people of distrust between danielle and everybody else
1: yeah well
0: what do you think you know that was a lot it was a yeah i know it it is a lot it's juicy though it was yeah it's a super super juicy one it was a lot of fun um i had a great time Uh, i know you did too. We hope everybody uh, enjoys these as much as we do. We really love doing them. So please don't forget to share your favorite cringeworthy scene from this episode. We'll ask you to put that under the Instagram post for this episode. We'll see you guys soon here on Pure Cringe. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Maria. Good Bye. to see you. Bye. You too.